All right. Let's see. How do I want to do this? Hmm. Are you ready for real talk? Real. Wait. Hold on. Let me go back to the, the thing here. All right. Are you ready for real talk, real friends, and real faith? Because this is the wrestling, the wrestling, the wrestling with God podcast. Where you know what? We're just three dudes having a discussion about our Christian faith and the things that we are learning in the Bible and what God is doing in our life. But you know what? Today there are not three dudes here with me. Today is actually a recording that I did with one of the hosts on the show, Joel, um, who is going to come in next week as um, to talk with John and I and just be a part of the, the Wrestling With God podcast team. And But me and him talked about his testimony because he gave a testimony at our church. And I said, hey, uh, this was like months ago. And I said, hey, come on the podcast, and I want to talk and uh, with you. And so I've had this stored up for a while, but um, did not put it out. And so we had an off week and, where we didn't meet, and so I thought, hey, I'm going to put it out this week. So I hope you guys enjoy getting to know Joel a little bit, and you'll get to know him more as time progresses. But, you know, we just thank you for being here this week and listening and um, we hope you are growing in your faith and so anyways here's my conversation with Joel and I will see you guys back next week God willing God bless and peace be with you So, Joel, you're a good buddy of mine, and we do evangelism together from time to time. We need to do that sometime. It's been several months since we've yeah. done that. But, you know, uh, I got we got to recently hear your testimony um, at the men's breakfast about a month ago. And, um, unfortunately... I wish I would have recorded it, and then that way I could have had a separate recording of you talking about waffles for 20 <laughs> minutes, and then me asking you questions about your, you, you know, how you came to the faith. But yeah, we're just going to talk about, you know, how you came to Christ and, you know, what, um, how that went down and the story behind, I mean, you know, what's your story basically? Sure. What's your testimony? Yeah. So. How did you come to Christ, Joel? <laughs> well, uh, it all starts with waffles. No, um, I, <laughs> I saw Jesus in a waffle, yeah, yeah. and you know, I, I just picked up a Bible, and then I saw. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah for 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 your listeners that um, missed out on on the waffle story, I'm going to probably leave all that Spare stuff out. And but, I totally yeah, disagree but, with yeah. you on your waffles because uh, yeah. listeners eat. You gotta have whipped cream <laughs> on the waffles. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I disagree with you that there can't be any whipping cream, but that's that's unacceptable. Right? Yeah. The, so, I mean, really, what kind of like took me back to that that old waffles thing, I, and it, it goes along with the lines of of my uh, what brought me to Christ was 
I had these memories of like Saturday mornings as a kid, you know, like probably, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And, um, my, my mom, not, not every single Saturday, but like, I don't know, once a month, maybe something like that. Um, she would make waffles on Saturday morning. And and that was like, kind of, it kind of leads into how I came to Christ because, um, I was really fortunate to be blessed with, um, Christian parents that Mm. we, you know, my earliest memories every Sunday we were going to church. Uh, we were like, our friends were like other families in the church. We, we had like tight, tight knit relationships and, and with the, the churches that we went to. And so I, I just lucked out, I guess, to um, be, I mean, obviously it doesn't end there. There's more, more to it. Uh, well, I was just born into church and that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's just how, how I was born a Christian yeah, and that's how yeah. it happened. So you just, you just get lucky and, and you just get, get it by uh, inheritance. Right. You're right. So, yeah, no. No, um, but yeah, so that, that was really, I mean, the advantage that I had was to start off with anyway, mm-hmm. was to, to be, you know, ba- basically as a kid, just be exposed to that. And, and also as I was like writing my testimony down, I, I was thinking of like, as a kid, you know, like going to Sunday school and, you know, hearing songs and doing like memorizing scripture, you know, we had as, as kids, like memory verses. Do, Do you remember your first memory verse? I do. Yeah. It was actually the first one I remember doing was, uh, and I, I'm going to totally butcher it if I try, if I try to remember it, but it was actually Psalm one, one. Oh, was, dude, yeah, we were close. But, uh, See, my first one was Psalm one seven. Oh, okay. That would be yeah. crazy though. If yeah. you were six verses later, we would both memorize right. our first memory verse would be yeah. the same Psalm. And it, and they, the, or not, no, sorry, Proverbs oh, one seven. Proverbs one seven. Okay. okay never mind. Yeah. Never mind. We weren't even close. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I, I know it had something to do with, like, blessed are those who don't walk in the counsel of the yeah, wicked and yeah, yeah. sit in the seat of the scoffers. Or, yeah. But as I was, that's about all I can remember. <laughs> um, the, as I was, like, remembering that, I, I mean, as a kid, it just, to me, I mean, I, obviously I, I knew, like, the distinction of, like, you know, I'm in I'm in school during Monday through Friday, and I'm learning like how to add and subtract and spell words and stuff. And then on Sunday, you know, I'm obviously I'm learning like Bible verses. I'm learning about Jesus and and things like that. But I in the in like my minds or my kids' mind, I almost kind of looking back on it, it's, it's kind of like it was almost the same thing. I was just. I didn't realize it at the time that how how foundational that stuff yeah. in, it was to me, and I, I really treasure it, and it's so valuable that I can't even place like a price. You know, it, it, it's like beyond. So beyond, someone, uh, it's priceless beyond measure. Like how 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 awesome it was to be in Sunday school as a kid and forced, you know, not forced, but encouraged to learn Psalm one one, but. Um, just having that stuff being like, say, okay, here you need, we're going to teach you about, 
Jesus, and we're going to have you read the Bible, and um, you know, you're going to hear, you're going to sing songs in worship yeah. and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I, I so I think I, I just didn't have any clue. Obviously, being a dumb little <laughs> kid that I was, is how uh, you know the like the magnitude or the. I guess the theology or whatever behind what it was we were yeah. doing. It was just sort of like, here's the stuff and we're doing it. And so, yeah. yeah. Was there any, was there anything that when you grew up now, like your adult eyes, you thought, hmm, okay, that's uh, different than what I thought. So for example, mine is the story of David and Goliath. Like I thought David was this awesome man of integrity character of god and then you grow up and you learn that he murdered uriah and he slept with bathsheba basically and your perception of him changed was there any sort of perception that changed from being from going from sunday school to now being an adult when you look back and you kind of have a little bit more um knowledge yeah, I, things. I, a couple a couple of things I guess popped to mind when I think about like different perspectives as I got older was I can remember like Bible stories as a kid like the um, the one that comes to mind is uh, Samson mm-hmm. and I <laughs> I uh, the, so like you I, don't know how he got there you just well, know he was under two pillars and right. he broke and he well, was this great hero but yeah. you don't know. That he's sleeping with Delilah. And, right, right. Yeah. yeah, that that part of it, I mean, as a kid, you're, I mean, lots of that just kind of goes over your head and, and yeah. you don't really, that part doesn't really get emphasized. But yeah, I, I just remember having this, like, um, trying to think of, like, the, a good sense of, like, good, and I don't know, it's not really good and evil, but it, I guess justice or something like that where... I remember like the part about where Samson, he, you know, he, he finally, uh, you know, reveals, you know, you know, you know, I, I'm, I never, right. I can never you cut were, my hair. And, and, yeah. and then in what I do, I'm going to lose all my strength and yep. stuff. And, and so I, I just remember that part when, like when he finally tells that and, uh, and then they, you know, take him into kept or give him a haircut, take him into captivity. Like, I think they like blind him and, stuff like that too and and i just remember as a kid how like that that just seems so unjust to me that that happened to samson and, and even though he like did that you know that redemption thing where the he went into there and uh into the you know put the hands on the pillars and brought the brought the house down um i as a kid i didn't like see the the redemptive mm acts really I, I just thought oh there was a super cool strong guy and he lost his <laughs> strength for a while and um but and then he got yeah. it back at the end but yeah then he died yeah and so that's the story yeah you couldn't really right. connect it with as a kid you couldn't connect it with the entire scope of the bible and like it was kind of you, you know you, you just couldn't connect it yeah yeah, yeah it just it, yeah not having a kind of a comprehensive knowledge of like biblical themes or whatever Right. Yeah, I was I was just kind of let down <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> oh, he died. Oh well. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a morbid thought. Yeah. I was reading this book one time by uh, this author, and she said uh, because it was talking about you know how people you know put nose arc pictures and in nurseries and stuff, and it's like 
you know, after you learn an adult like that, the whole story was about like God's wrath over all humanity, mm-hmm. except for like eight people. And she, she was thinking it's like, she would have thoughts, um, when she was like younger about just the way she was raised about like the people that were drowning were scratching against the Noah's Ark boat. We don't often kind of see that picture. We mostly see that, Oh, the cute little animals (laughs) on Noah's Ark and everything's cool. But you know, so she had, you know, a misconception of that when she was younger and then a little bit older she kind of knew more of what it meant. Right. And so, yeah, it's always interesting looking back at what we thought about a certain story in the Bible. And now as our knowledge broadens and deepens, we kind of see more of why that's in the Bible. So it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting with Samson's story. I would have never thought of that one. My all go to is always David. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, let's hear more about, uh, so you're talking about the waffles and the, you know, you grew up in church, you're, uh, you did the Sunday school stuff, so like go more into your story. Yeah, so I guess it, it was sort of, I guess, you know, the natural flow of, of kind of growing up in, uh, into adolescence and like and into being a teenager and, and things like that where... I obviously had been in church and Sunday school and, and, you know, Christian home and everything growing up. But then that sort of a a little bit more insight and maturity, I guess, kind of started, you know, without me really like focusing like, okay, I need to become a more (laughs) mature Christian. It's just, I think it was just, um, you know, just the grace of God, I guess, uh, working on my life and like, kind of giving me more perspective on just what I was exposed to, uh, you know, learning in church and, um, you know, kind of not only just treating it as, as just sort of facts to be taken at, at face value, but they were, you know, I, there's, when, when you hear, you know, the Bible, when you hear the gospel, you're, you're, you're really, uh, even though I didn't really realize it, uh, it it's something that you kind of have to make a, a decision about, you know. And, and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, there were, there was just some point, probably yeah, like early teenage years, where I started, you know, to have the realization that about you know sin and uh, that I I was a sinner and that there were. You know there were eternal consequences to mm. sin, and 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 obviously, even though you know I, I knew Jesus loves me, you know from when I was a little kid and stuff, and and I knew that you know Easter, and crucifixion, resurrection, all that that stuff, but I kind of, I guess maybe I was just a really <laughs> slow learner, but I kind of just started to tie that together, yeah, that stuff together um, when I was a yeah probably like thirteen or somewhere in there and mm-hmm. uh yeah it, it just kind of became became more more real more uh, more relevant i guess to to me uh and i it, 
again, being a, a solo learner, even though I was like starting to realize that I, I didn't actually really, I was kind of just wrestling with those things in my mind. I didn't actually really do anything yeah. in re, like in response to it at that point. It, it, Did, but it now, was it somebody that was like kind of showing you this or was it God kind of showing it to you through the Bible? Like how, how did that like conviction start rising about of, you know, your sin and you need to take this relationship with Christ more seriously. Like, did you have someone show you that, or was it just reading the Bible and it got revealing that to you? I, I think it was a combination of um, reading the Bible. I, I I don't really, other than my parents, you know, and and maybe my dad, uh, but but he, even though he was a really strong example of somebody who was. You know, spent time in the Word daily and was very committed to it. He he wasn't. He's he's more like led by example than like he he wasn't like preaching to me at home or anything like that. Um, right. But um, we you know we would occasionally talk about uh, spiritual concepts or spiritual themes or ideas or whatever. Um, but you know he wasn't like pressuring me really or or saying, "Hey, son, you really need to think about you." How, how sinful you are, or <laughs> your eternal damnation, or anything yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I, I think it was more just being exposed to it and being exposed to the word and and reading it and yeah. hearing it. Uh, and I I started to around that same age. I had uh, more chances to to be in like a youth group at church, and so I, I guess probably again. Um, you know, youth group leaders. I, I don't. I can't like single out like a, a certain one that like really like drove messages into in my heart or anything at that point. But and I can. I also went to uh, senior high church camp in the summer on a couple of years, and and I remember in those experiences too, kind of being like challenged a bit more as mm-hmm. like. Hey, you're you're growing up. You're you're becoming an adult. You're you've you've been hearing all this stuff and all your life, and at some point, you're gonna want to maybe make some kind of a decision about all this, yeah, Jesus stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so, I'm trying to think of so who who said that with you with the decision, like at some point. Was it a certain person or just your thoughts? That that was more, yeah. I think it was more just internal. Um, Interesting. And I I was probably internalizing just kind of what I thought or what what God was putting on my heart, and He was we're obviously working in yeah internally on on my heart. Um, and one one thing, um, like this is a little excerpt <laughs> from my um from my testimony that I gave, but one, one thing I remembered again, getting back to kind of like childhood was that I had this little picture, uh, like a cardboard framed painting of Jesus where he's like about to knock on a door. And, and really I, I used that as an example when I gave my testimony, because I, as a kid, I had like no clue really, what was behind that except i or not behind the door but just the painting itself um was um i didn't know where that came from but either 
don't know if it was my mom and dad. Somehow I had it in my mind as a kid that, okay, Jesus, that's like a metaphor. I don't know if that's the right term, but he's, he basically wants to come into your life. He's like, you're the, right. the, it's the door of your heart, basically, and he wants to, to come in and, and dwell with you in, in your heart. And so, um, it, yeah, it, it, but the part about like where that came from, like the actual scripture rev, uh, reference in um, Revelation, um, I've written down here somewhere. Anyway, the that where you know it's actually Jesus talking to the church at Laodicea, yeah, yeah. Um, talking about you know if you're you know you guys are lukewarm, you're neither hot nor cold, and yeah, I'd, I'd rather you be hot or cold because you know, because you're lukewarm. I just want to spit you out of my mouth, and yeah, um, and then he gets into the whole thing about and behold, I, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone mm-hmm. hears my voice and opens the door, then I'll come in and enter in and. and Right. eat with him and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there, when I think back about like, just it's like little tidbits of memories like that. I somehow God was just kind of like putting really not necessarily, um, not on the surface. It didn't seem to be that deep theological, um, uh, challenges really, but, through just like circumstances through my stuff my you know my parents decided to put this little painting thing on my mm-hmm. top of my dresser or whatever in my bedroom and um yeah i it was just it still kind of um it's it amazes me how there were kind of like sort of inconspicuous ways of god like yeah putting convicting me and putting mm-hmm. thoughts and and uh, challenging me and, and things like that yeah what what are some of the things, so, you know, we could have new believers listening to this, saying we're from really mature age believers listening to this. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you've faced, or I guess some of the thought processes that you've gone through with reading the Bible? And then, because this is, a, you know, the Wrestling With God podcast, and, you know, I think there's a lot of people that would read the Bible and finding find a lot of challenging things with it. What are some what's like one thing that when you became a Christian that you read and you were really um you were really processing it and struggling through a particular passage? Yeah, that that's a great question and it actually kind of we we can probably work in a plug in here for the huddle as well that we we have yeah. going on but so right so at the point like it was my senior year of high school like actually the very end of my senior year of high school like right before I graduated where uh my dad and I or my dad actually led me in, to accept Christ and um, yeah. and I I did and and I, well, so after that um and I, yeah, I just have yeah gratitude beyond words to express it. How how much I, I thank my dad for for leading me in that into to Christ. And um, uh, but uh, and so yeah, that's invaluable. That what what he what he uh, did for me in my life. But I remember, like after that, um, I remember my dad also giving me advice. He said, you know, you you really need to read. I, he gave me the advice, like you should start reading the Book of John. Yeah, and, and so and is that what we're going through right? In the yeah, huddle, yeah. And, and then what we're going through in the huddle, and of course that that seems to be like you know the go to thing for a new new mm-hmm. Christian, somebody who's just 
come to faith in Christ, it's like, okay, you need to read the book of John. And, um, and of course, like you mentioned, we, we do evangelism, and a lot of times we will like hand out books, like yeah. little paperback uh, copies of the book of John to, to yep. people if we, you know, if it's somebody that expresses a, an interest. interest yeah. yep. But um, I have to confess that at that, like, at that age of 18 years old and sitting down and like starting to read the book of John and, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, uh, I really, I needed like some guidance. I, I didn't, yeah, I needed some guidance that it didn't really have. And, uh, yeah. I, it was, it was like a little bit too high concept well, for me at that point. And isn't it but, funny how uh, we say the Bible is like a double edged sword and, here we tell people, hey, read the Bible. If you're a new believer, read the Bible. It's like giving an infant a sword. <laughs> I mean, it's it, like there has to be some, you know, training that goes along with that. And then obviously we want people, I mean, the analogy is not like the best, but all I'm saying is, is if you're a new believer and you read God's word, uh, it, it can be challenging for sure and you definitely that's why we need teachers and preachers that know their bible in order to equip people especially newer people who don't know how to read the bible right so yeah but what were some things that in like john or maybe other books that you read that are like what in the world you know that that's the one yeah first first john is in the beginning uh, yeah the chapter one of john is is what like pops to my head is is just like i couldn't really Mm -hmm. grasp what that was talking about i I was yeah um just didn't have even though you know growing up in church and everything i I just kind of had a kind of surface level knowledge of, of the scriptures and so it didn't really make a whole lot of sense (laughs) <laughs> and uh i didn't i didn't really seek out like help i i, I yeah. should have like i said should have gone back to my dad and and talked to him some more and and asked him you know hey what does this mean because it doesn't doesn't really make sense but i i guess i i just had kind of this maybe this preconceived notion that oh i'm i'm a christian now and i should understand it and if i maybe if i mm-hmm. tell somebody else that i don't it, maybe i'm not really yeah uh, as uh, much of a christian as i think huh. i am or something i i wasn't like questioning my salvation or anything like that but um yeah I, so I, I think it was definitely a, a kind of a challenge to to be faced with yeah you know, how did you overcome that you know it, it <laughs> it's i have to confess it's actually something that i that i'm still overcoming and it's like 30 years later uh and now mm-hmm. the fact that that pastor Scott is doing this huddle thing, and we're going through uh, the Book of John. is is just incredible that that I've kind of gone. I, I'd say you know I, I I can't like completely write off those thirty years and say I, I've just been like uh, spiritually stunted for for that long. I, I guess I I'm just grateful that I that we're continue to, that we continue to have the opportunity to, to study and, and, and pastor Scott's an awesome teacher, yeah. uh, in, in those, in those cases. And with, with the book of John, I, I guess I kind of just, um, 
honestly sort of just chalked it up with, well, well I'll just get back to that later. And I, <laughs> I just kind of went to let kind of maybe more easily understood and, and less, mm. less challenging things. And, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I would just probably wasn't ready at that point for, yeah for that, that level of, of theology, but yeah. yeah, John's a little bit more theological and up, up there. Like you kind of have to understand a few things. Whereas if you go to any, some of the other gospels, they're a little bit more on the ground. Like John's doing some metaphorical, so to speak, type language, like with wind or being born again, or, you know, the word, I mean, it is, I mean, Jesus is an actual little literal word on a page, but we think of a word as that. But so we have to kind of understand that a little bit. Or, you know, when Jesus talks about to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus is like, you mean I have to be born twice? Like, how am I going to get back into my mom's womb? Like, he wasn't understanding it. And so Jesus kind of uses this metaphorical type language to describe like what the you know how salvation takes place and you know we don't really understand that it's like you know when people talk about the bible being taken you know we should take the bible literally i'm like okay so jesus is a literal door is uh he an actual like lion is he an actual literal lamb i mean these are metaphorical languages to help us know um how 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 to understand him better but we don't take things like lit some of the things literally like obviously there are some things you take literally but other things they're more metaphorical and that's something that if i were to say to a new christian when you read the bible you know don't take everything literally um so yeah um, but what would you actually say to somebody who just com- you know who just gave their life to Christ? What would you say? What would your advice be to someone um, who's you know given their life to Christ and now walking with Jesus? What would your first advice be? I would say that if they aren't already uh, in some kind of obviously a church uh, or just mm. friends, you know, Christ- Christian friends. Um, yeah. It's it's so important to have like yeah. some kind of guidance or, you know, mentor to, to help you. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to have questions like we were just talking about with, you know, there's some, some scripture that's, that's kind of hard to understand at first. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super important to be in community with, with other believers and, and have some, people that you can ask questions of and just, you know, keep you accountable to staying in the word daily and, and things like that help, help you start off on, on good habits to, yeah, just get those established. Yeah. I would say one of the things that maybe in our day and age, um, is, you know, there are, cause there, there's that tendency that we don't want to become legalists. Right. But at the same time, there is a point to where people think of having good habits and being come disciplined, like reading your Bible, uh, you know, you know, obeying God. Some people can look at that and like, well, you're just legalistic. Well, no, it, it, it's you, you, as Christians, we want to be obedient. We want to love the Lord, our God with all our heart. 
and it's not um, it's not legalistic. It's just biblical. That's you know that's yeah. what you do. It's, right. And so that would be one of my my things as well. It's like, hey, listen, there's obviously there's things that are legalistic. You know, legalistic is you're trying to do something to earn God's favor. I mean, it's kind of a generic thing. And, you know, with being a Christian, we know that's not true, that God gives salvation and himself as a free gift. And because of that, um, because of who he is, then we come follow him. And it's not out of legalism. It's out of love. Yeah. Yeah. And and really... And this this is maybe like beyond the the the, uh, the scope of, of what we're covering here, but I mean the when you think about what kind of I think what you're getting at with the legalism thing is about oh you you shouldn't treat reading the Bible like uh, I don't know like practicing the piano or, or but, but why not really I mean it's yeah it's it's kind of how the human brain works I mean I mean obviously with with the Bible, there's more to it than just the brain, and there's both mind right. and spirit. But th- there's a lot to be said for just the the, the habit uh, and the practice of doing so. Like the, I don't know if it's a good example or not, but the if you're trying to learn the piano, you're not just gonna like maybe once a week just sit down and kind of mess around for mm-hmm. 20 minutes. That's kind of what Scott was talking right. about. Yeah, yeah. You you have to. It, it's going to if you do that if you just like play for 20 minutes a week and that's it it's going to take you so much longer to learn how to play the piano than if you spend like 20 minutes a day or even like five minutes a day right yeah yeah, even that i mean because if you sit down and play the piano once a week for one hour but then uh you don't do anything else and then um or there's another person that does it for 15 minutes a day i would argue that the person that does it 15 minutes a day is going to be quite better at playing the piano yeah and so in the same way is like we need to be in the bible to um you know we want to be in it to love god and obey him and uh you know i you don't have to have hours upon hours you don't have to have a 25 hour devotion time each day uh just take 15 minutes read god's words and say hey god help me understand this and apply it to my life in a way. So uh, I'm trying to think of one last question I could ask you. Um, You're kind of like the guinea pig of this uh, thing. So next time I'm going to be prepared better. Of course, next time it's going to be me. So it's going to be kind of weird. I'm going to be interviewing myself. Um, (laughs) Well, I could interview you next time. (laughs) (laughs) I could. Yeah, I could have you back on. That'd that'd be good. So I'm going to record I'm going to record mine, and then maybe I can have you interview me or something like sure. that. But, yeah. um, um, what's one thing that you picked up on a theology? Uh, I don't know. That may be a dumb question. No, uh, no go ahead. Or, well, I was just thinking because all of us have, you know, we. We, we grew up with a certain set of beliefs about the Bible, and then when we grow up, there's different beliefs within Christianity, right? Now, 
obviously there's the core beliefs that every Christian should hold to, but then there are those secondary issues. And maybe, so maybe you grew up and you were a part of a church that spoke in tongues or you weren't, you were a part of a church that didn't speak in tongues. And then you grew up and you found out like there are churches that do it and there are other churches that don't do it. Like what was some of that, like maybe a theology or, um, that you kind of grew up with that now you're like, eh, I, I mean, I don't agree with it as I did when I first became a believer. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, because there are yeah. some people, the reason why I say this is because there are some people that they have to deconstruct their whole faith because they're told if you don't believe this, then you're not a Christian or you can't be a Christian. So, I mean, there are Christians out there that say, if you don't hold to this um this view on the tribulation you're not a christian or mm-hmm. you don't hold to um speaking in tongues you're not a christian or if you don't hold to the predestination calvinism view you're not a christian and i i say i want to bring this up because i say this because those are secondary issues mm-hmm. and it's okay to say you know i b- believe that there is tongues or I believe that there aren't tongues or I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay with those secondary things to say, no, nah, I don't agree with it. Um, and you can still be a firm believer in the faith and still follow God and be obedient towards him. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, uh, when you were, when you were talking about that, probably what popped into my head was, uh, the, the kind of the, I guess I, I'm not sure doctrine is the right word, but or if it even is a doctrine, but the the whole um, thing with the rapture that yeah. like growing growing up that the churches that that I grew up in that or at least the church that I spent the most time uh, growing up in, which was an American Baptist church in in Kansas, and um, it I mean that that's kind of a little bit less of a conservative Baptist than like Southern Baptist, but it's still, at least growing up was still pretty conservative Baptist. And so that, yeah, the rapture was like a thing that was really, I don't know that it really came from the pulpit. Like I, I don't really specifically remember like our pastor, like preaching about the rapture or anything like that, but it was just kind of like one of these sort of community held beliefs in that, um, and, and I'm not saying I, I've like completely dismissed it at, at this point. It's just like I've like as I've been like exposed to you know hearing other believers having different opinions on it, and right. and, and also kind of finding you know kind of doing some looking in, into scripture and it i don't know to me it it seems like the 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 basis for the the rapture in scripture is is a little bit i i suppose there is there's a little bit of stuff there but it's kind of hard to maybe draw a definite conclusion on it um so yeah that that's just kind of one of those things that it was definitely something you know i can remember in in like youth group and stuff they there were you know they had these movies um 
Well, they didn't have Left Behind yet. That that, was, that came out late, like in the nineties. And I grew up in the eighties. But there was like, uh, I, oh, I think I think it was a Thief in the Night. It was actually uh-huh. like a movie from the seventies. And yeah, um, and that that was, um, I, I can remember that made a big impact on me. Um, and I, and I'm not like I'm not completely dismissing like saying, oh, there's there's never going to be a rapture. But I guess it it seems like maybe that's something that's not as as like clearly defined yeah it for me as it as it used to be growing up in in the church right yeah. yep yeah. interesting yeah um yeah i think that's a, a good start to the testimony thing with uh you're the first guinea pig so yeah um yeah thanks joel oh yeah thanks clark yeah um 